Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I think it would be a big statement if Josh Merrill started Travis Shaw on opening day, and I'd be totally cool with it. Because I think it would, it, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to, to play better defense and play better, period, nothing will. I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote, and I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame. Achievement or a new milestone. So don't just be like, hey, we, we signed this player, so we're going to have a ceremony. No, no. Like Now... To your hosts. All right, Red Sox fans, welcome in. Red Sox beat here on CLNS Radio. Lauren Campbell, Jess Thomas, Jared Scally here. Another week of the offseason, another edition of Red Sox Beat. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook, of course, is Red Sox Beat Podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes, of course, so please go on there, rate, review, and subscribe us as well. It will obviously help us out a lot, so please do so. Um, another week into the abyss. It is the Christmas week, uh, so happy holidays to all as we're coming on here. Christmas Day coming up soon. Um, 48 days until truck day, if Lauren's countdown is correct, which it is, uh, which means 55 <laughs> days until pitchers and catchers report. Um, very exciting times, Lauren. It's the most exciting. It's it's basically like my Christmas. This is very exciting for me. So we, we do have um, some stuff to get to, Red Sox-wise, uh, as well as some stuff to get around, to, around the league. Um, let's start with the stuff that kind of impacts what, the bullpen might look like next next summer. Um, two guys from the bullpen no longer going to be with the team, Brad Ziegler and Junichi Suzawa. Out the door, the Cubs obviously signing Koji beforehand. So a new-look bullpen, obviously some familiar names are going to be out. But that being said, let's first start, guys, with Brad Ziegler and Junichi Suzawa both signing with the Marlins. Yeah, I think uh, the Marlins definitely overpaid for Tozawa. I mean... I know he was overused and overworked here the last year or two, and we saw him get shut down. We saw him get overworked and just get tired. But you know, there, it's just there's just no room for him anymore. And Ziegler, I think, is definitely going to be missed. I think he's definitely an underrated player that really didn't kind of get the recognition he deserved last season, um, especially with Kimbrel, who we signed obviously to be our closer. But he came in, he did his job, and I think I'm going to miss him the most out of. Koji, Tazawa, and, and him. Yeah, I guess the Marlins are now turning into uh, the new Cubs of Red Sox, <laughs> of old Red Sox players. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, Tazawa, yeah, they definitely overpaid. He's not as good anymore. You know, some guys in the league that are just, you know, they're really good for a couple of years, you know, three or four years, and then their worth is not worthy anymore. And I think he's one of those people because he was so good and so valuable, and he just lost it and was terrible. So time for him to move on. And yeah, Ziegler, I think, was dumb. I think they misused him all season long. I think they didn't use him in the correct way and didn't appreciate how good he was when he pitched, and then they just let him go. I, I don't really get that one. Yeah, I completely agree with the Tozawa thing. Um, Ziegler, on the Red Sox case, I just don't think they ever gave him a chance. Um, he, he, he was okay when they got him into the games, but I just think that Farrell had a vendetta out against him from the beginning for some reason and just never played him. Um, I can't imagine it was a Dombrowski call because he traded for the guy, and he never was terrible when he got in there. I just don't think he got in in the right situations, and they didn't really work him as well as I thought they could have. So negative one for the manager there. So who knows if he got into the right spots and actually played out the right situations. Maybe he would be here still just based off the success he could have had. But um, that being said, it's a good pickup for the Marlins, I think. They're, they're trying to perform. They just missed out on the playoffs. Um, and I think that they're looking to kind of not have to rebuild. Obviously, with Jose Fernandez passing, they have to fill a hole there. But um, I, I think that they're, they're slowly trying to keep themselves consistent. And Tazawa's not going to do much. We saw it here. He was struggling to do anything here towards the end. So I can't imagine that's going to do anything but be a negative contract for them. But Ziegler could do some good things for the Marlins if he's used correctly. Yeah, I think so. I think he's. I mean, think about what he did here. I mean, he came. He came here, and then he had several scoreless outings. I think he had six, seven, seven scoreless outings in a row to start his Red Sox career. Then he got a few jams, got a few runs from here and there, and then went in another stretch of not giving up runs for a while. And his ERA was 152 in all with uh, with the Sox. So I think, but he just like we've said, he just wasn't used that much. When he was used, he was good. Just a couple bad games, but it just didn't seem like he was used enough for how well he was pitching. I guess their only concern is 37 years old, but that didn't seem to stop him when Koji was like 41. So I, I just don't get it. He'll be good for the Marlins, I think so. Yeah, he'll definitely be good for the Marlins, and we'll be able to be sad that he wasn't used properly here. But you know, I think when we signed him, I knew he, we knew he was kind of going to be a, a rental pitcher. But I mean, there's there's no doubt that he should have been used way more than he was. Like Tazawa was overused, Ziegler was underused. It just didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, and I think that um, what it does paint a picture of is they're trying to retool the bullpen. Um, not keeping any of these guys, obviously, I think there's still a hole out there. Um, you bring in a guy like um, Thornburg, right, for uh, in the deal to bring him here. Um, I still think you're missing an arm, and, and who knows? I mean, I mean, Greg Holland's still out there as a free agent, so he could be on the radar as well for this team. But... Um, with the with these three out of the bullpen, specifically Tozawa and Koji, you're missing familiar faces, but I can't see, guys, this being an issue because you're parting ways with guys, yes, who were big parts of you winning a World Series, but on the back end of their careers and, and injury-prone, it's really not a, a, a really a loss. It's almost like an addition by subtraction. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely, definitely that way for Tozawa because... You know, he's only 30, so he's not that old, but it's just, we know how many games he pitched, you know, looking at the stats here, 71 games in 13, 71 games in 14, 61 games, 2015. Yeah, like how many more games does he have in him? Like how many more years does he have in him, really? 
so many so many tough innings, long, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of games throughout the year. I mean, that's seventy one's almost half half the games of the season. He did fifty three yeah. last year, so it's and, you know, last year his ERA was uh, really high, you know, four seventeen. It was four fourteen in twenty fifteen. And for a reliever who pitches an inning at a time, that's that's not good. So he was super valuable for those two years, and then just kind of fell off. Kind of, he you know, he's really like very much like Hideki Okajima, just incredible huge part of the team and that just falls off really quickly so i think i agree definitely addition by subtra- subtraction with him just because he was he basically couldn't get an out last season okie dokie you brought up old school okie dokie i miss those days those are fun days he was uh, so good he was filthy <laughs> when he those two years whatever it was he was phenomenal for those those years and we all loved him and we all thought he could never miss and then all of a sudden he fell off the cliff that was in front of him as well so um right one thing that could add to the bullpen, um, the one guy you get back this year, um, is Brandon Workman. Now, he avoided arbitration. They signed him to a one-year deal. Um, he's coming off his surgery. So does he have a factor this year? Does it take? I mean, it's going to take him some time to get back into baseball shape, I think, and spring training will help him a lot. But what does Brandon Workman, or how does Brandon Workman play into the 2017 Red Sox bullpen? I mean, I guess we'll... Well, I hate saying wait and see, but... Oh, don't give me I that, Lauren. Stop it. No, stop look, it. What, what do you actually feel inside your gut and your loins? How I do you mean, feel about Brandon Workman? Right now, not 100%. He's coming off Tommy John's surgery, but... I mean, they're not paying an arm and a leg for him. It's a year. It's just under $700,000, so it's not like... I mean, I, I wouldn't mind that salary, So it's not. but they're not paying a crap ton of money for him. And I think once he's... 100% or 90%, whatever you can be from Tommy John. I think he'll be decent in the bullpen. I think he'll give provide that relief. But the, the, the whole Tommy John thing makes me nervous. Yeah, a little tough to know with him. I mean, he definitely showed some flashes in 2013. Fished well in the playoffs. He had six wins uh, in the regular season. So I think he was definitely good. Uh, like his delivery, he's a big dude. Had an awful 2014 a one in ten record, really bad, um, and then all the and then all the injury stuff, which may have been hurting him in that one in ten season. That wouldn't be surprising because he just wasn't that bad the year before. So I think that if he can pitch, if he is healthy, if he gets back, uh, he could be a good piece in the bullpen because he's a he showed that he could be a good pitcher. He just got racked with injuries for the last three years. So I definitely want to see him pitch again, and clearly looks like they do too. So see what he can do, and yeah, you know, he could be a good. A good uh, fifth, sixth inning guy if the, if the starter doesn't last. I don't think he'll make the rotation because there's way too many pitchers. But I think he could definitely be a, a bullpen piece um, if he if he does get to be fully healthy. Do you guys think? And, and I don't I don't really think this is the case. I, I it'd be hard to believe it, especially with Dombrowski's track record. But do you think there's a chance that them giving Brandon Workman a shot eliminates the chance of them bringing in one more bullpen arm, or is, is he on the hunt still? Because Obviously, this time of year is tough. They're not, you're not going to hear much, before, at least till after January at this point, in terms of baseball news because it seems to kind of freeze around the holiday um, until the new year. But it seems to me that I can't, I, put this way, I can't imagine Brandon Workman's going to be the guy that keeps Dombrowski from going to get a bullpen arm. Another one. Yeah, I agree. I think he's just a. Uh... Just a backup piece in case they can't find anything else. I, I don't think they're going to rely on him, but if they can't find anything else, then, then they can rely on him. Right, and he comes cheap, so it's kind of a win-win. I mentioned Holland earlier, 
He hasn't signed anywhere yet. I'm curious what you guys think because this is Red Sox, obviously related. What do you guys think um, Greg Holland's situation is right now? Um, it seems a little weird because like nobody seems that interested, and I think people are worried about you know same thing, Tommy John, that that kind of injury. Uh, even though he was really good with the Royals just a few years ago, but even if he is healthy, it seems like people are a little hesitant with him. Yeah, it really seems that way, and I feel like he was such a big name, you know, beginning of the off season and the winter meetings. Like, where is he going to go? Where is he going to end up? And it's kind of like the whole Jose Bautista, Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion thing. Like, where are they going to end up? Like, like what happened to these guys that all of a sudden nobody wants them, nobody's showing interest, and it just it. It's just weird how the offseason works. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Greg Holland. I would take a flyer on him if I was the Red Sox because if he does seem healthy and if you think that he can make a difference, he could be that last piece that almost cements you um, as the favorite in the AL if you're not already. Um, because you're, you're hearing a lot of execs, you're hearing a lot of people around the league saying, you know, these guys are the favorites, and if you add one more bullpen arm, it's scary. So... It seems to me that a lot of people think that's the only hole left. I still think third base is a hole. Don't get me wrong. I don't trust Pablo right now. Um, I'm supporting him. I hope he does well. And seeing the pictures and everything, I think he's going to be successful, I think, this year. But I'm not going to bank on that. So I still consider that a hole. But right now, your ma- your biggest like major hole is maybe one more bullpen arm. And if that, other than that, I don't think there is one at this point. Dombrowski's done a good job in two years really filling these whole, this team's needs um, in a short amount of time, which is great, obviously, with an open bank check, basically. Not hard to do, but um, I, I think he's done a good job with this. And I think Greg Holland would be the, that last piece to the puzzle. Wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense? Yeah, I think so. I think that would definitely help, even if he's like a shell of his former self because he was so good that year. But I don't know. You wonder with these guys like him and Encarnacion, but he's still like, is there something that these teams know that we don't know about these guys like there's got to be a reason why they haven't signed at this point i think so that makes me a little wary of holland just because maybe maybe there is something that we don't know about him that these people who are supposed to know what's going on do know be like a whole drew pomeranz thing all over again oh. <laughs> yeah right well now the mariners are interested in drew pomeranz so who knows maybe maybe we'll trade him there mm. that'd be a shame after uh Trading one of our best pitchers for him. They got to trade somebody. That's baseball. Right. Um, So we'll see kind of what happens there. Um, Overall, though, I think the Red Sox, we obviously think the Red Sox are in good shape and we'll obviously keep you up to date on everything that happens there. Uh, Don't forget, of course, all your Red Sox news and the show, of course, is brought to you by our good friends at Omaha Steaks. If you're struggling to find the perfect gift for someone who has it all, um, the holidays are a week away, literally uh, under a week away, actually. So you order gifts for everyone on your list with a click of a mouse. Um, we use Omaha Steaks to get a big, nice package of good quality meats, and you're going to get it delivered to your door. I know Jess has used it, Lauren's used it. I cooked up the steaks that I got from them as well. Um, indoors, outdoors, whatever kind of grill you're using, it works for everybody, which is great. Um, and if you are still looking for that perfect gift like we talked about. Um, let me tell you on how Omaha Steaks and how for only forty nine ninety nine you can get our family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter our promo code SOCKS, S-O-X, in the search bar. That's 77% off. 
It's a great thing. It comes. It's easy to do. It comes to your door right away, and it's it's all sealed and really wrapped fresh for you. Uh, right now, like we talked about, Omaha Steaks is giving an exclusive savings just to our listeners. And listen to everything you're going to get for less than fifty dollars. It's a great savings. You're going to get two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages. Four burgers, a 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha Steak seasoning packet, plus you're going to get four additional kielbasa sausages for free. If you go to omahasteaks.com now and enter the promo code SOCKS, S-L-X, in the search bar, you can add the family gift pack to your cart and get a 77% savings. It's the gift that's guaranteed to be a hit this holiday season. Go get it now for the holiday season. Guys, both of us, all three of us use it, and it's fantastic. So um, definitely, definitely go check it out there. Guys, a lot of interesting stuff happening. Oh, and don't forget, of course, the show is brought to you by friends at Audible as well. But I think a lot of our stuff um, this time of year depends on what's going on around the league, what's not going on around the league. Um, one thing that threw me off... And then the news that threw me off was something that I want to start with the White Sox because, you know, we've just dealt with um, we just dealt with getting Chris Sale and clearly they were in a fire sale. And um, why would Jose Abreu sign a one year deal with the White Sox? Yeah, it's a little weird. I mean, the fact that they are obviously rebuilding. He's right in the middle of his career. And I really feel like avoiding arbitration is big for for teams that don't want to, you know, lose a person to arbitration to re-sign them for probably more money. So it's, you know, like Jess said, they're rebuilding. They got rid of sale. They're just kind of destroying their team to rebuild. And he's not a bad player. And, you know, 10.8, was it? It's one year, 10.8 million. Um, And he's not that old. He's 30 or 29 um, but you know, he's, he can be solid for the, for the White Sox. I think, I think it's a smart move. I think it's a good move. I think it's you know smart move on their end. They don't have to spend a lot of money for somebody, but no, he, I think he opted, I think he opted out and now he's just back anyway, but it's, it's for a year and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but they have to rebuild somehow. I feel like if I was the White Sox, I would have just tried to get a deal done now. I mean, obviously, he opted out. We don't really know if he originally opted out to try to get money somewhere else, and if the market wasn't there for him, I can't imagine it wouldn't have been. I just thought I, I could have figured this could have been a better situation for both sides. I feel like Abreu, I mean, yeah, he's getting his money for a year, but he probably could have got a deal somewhere um, more long-term than this. And that being said, he probably he might have wanted to stay with the White Sox. Who knows? But I can't imagine the White Sox weren't thinking long-term with this guy He's got. I mean, I think they're not that far away. I can't imagine he wouldn't be part of their plans. Yeah, I mean, it's with with uh, with him, he's obviously been one of the best players the last three years, uh, one of the best players in the league, really. And uh, I mean, I guess they need some semblance of uh, some winning culture. I mean, they need to win some games. They don't want to go zero and one sixty two. So <laughs> I guess just just to have somebody that, that they know is good still in that lineup is going to help them a little bit, even if they are terrible. Um, it, 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 so you brought up a good point then, Jess, is that um, 
is this something to sell tickets? Is that, is that something to help put fans in the seats? Or what's the motivation by just trying to sign them for a year? Is it more of an arbitration thing? Or is this to put fans in the seats while they're rebuilding? I think you might be onto something with fans in the seats. I mean, they got rid of Saley, got rid of Adam Eaton. They kind of got rid of all the, the name the name players in the team. So now just to keep one, keep people interested. I mean, you know, they're a pretty they're another big city. Obviously, they're not they're not the Cubs, but like they still want to have people go to the games. So that wouldn't surprise me if it was a little 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 thing to try to get some people to go at least and see somebody who's good. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way to be like kind of a marketing thing, but. That's a good point. Like, you know, you get rid of a lot of your team and you got to go up against the Chicago Cubs in, in the same city. So they got to do something to keep people's interest if they're not a Cubs fan or if they're just, you know, fair weather fan or whatever. They got to do something to get people in those seats. Yeah. So I, I look at it as that situation. I, I think that as bad as they can be, I think they still have a fan base they need to cater to. Um, so I think that they're just putting fans in the seats here. Um, I think long term it would have been. I think I think people like him, so I can't imagine why they think. Oh, maybe it's, it makes because it, it makes sense if you look at this deal. You know, it's a one year thing. Maybe they'll figure it out next year. Maybe this is him being here long term. That's a good news thing for the fans. So, I think that this is a kind of a fans in the seats thing. But who knows um, with the White Sox because they just traded Chris Sale for like practically nothing. So, uh, overall, I think that they're just kind of rebuilding here and they're just kind of scrape by what they possibly can. Um, one other thing that happened was Justin Turner signing a four-year deal with the Dodgers. Um, what do you guys make of that deal? Well, I think it's good for them because he's been a really good player. He's been a solid player, and now they get him back for uh, for a long while. You know, he's 32 years old, so he's not over the, completely over the hump yet, and he's had some really nice seasons. You know, he had uh, 27 home runs last season after getting 16 in his breakout season the year before. So I think he's a good guy to have around they're going to get him for a few more good years and stay in the thick of, you know, getting deep into the playoffs. So I think they like him there and, and uh, he seems to be a pretty, pretty good player. So I think that's a smart move. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think it's smart. And, you know, it's not, you know, it's not like seven year deal. They're not, it's, it's, it's a four year deal. I think it's, I think it's smart for the Dodgers and, you know, especially a team like them where they have a big market out there and they they make the playoffs. They, they struggle to make the playoffs. There's there's always something going on with that team where I think Turner's going to help keep it interesting and definitely help the Dodgers maybe maybe get further in the playoffs next year. But with Granky on the team, who knows? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I like it, obviously. I mean, I like Justin Turner, so I can't imagine it being a bad deal. But um, like you said, with Granky on the team, um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't hate the deal. I'm not going to complain too much about it. Um, one thing that, one thing that piqued our interest, I know this week too, was, um, the Yankees being interested in, uh, Jose Quintana. Um, that, I mean, they seem to be all in about rebuilding yet. They're bringing in older guys. I mean, I know he's not that old, but what do you guys make of the, at least the interest level for Quintana? I don't know if it's the right fit or the right time. Um, but it could be, I mean, it it would definitely put fans in the seats in New York. Yeah, I think they got plenty of people that put seats, put fans in the seats in New York. I mean, this is true. <laughs> they have Chapman now, who's obviously going to bring um, people in and everything. So I don't know. I th- and I read something today that they had like run out of money or something. They're telling free agents they ran out of money. So huh. 
I mean, I, I don't right. know what's going on with them. So, I mean, it's the Yankees. I don't really care what they do. They're just, as long as they just stay out of our way and out of the playoffs, it's fine by me. But, I mean, I don't, I don't really see him being on the Yankees. I don't see that as a good fit for him. I, I don't really know why. I just, I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, he's a good pitcher. He's a really good pitcher. His career, he's 341. He's been in the threes for his entire career. He's always a solid pitcher. Doesn't have a lot of wins to show for it because the White Sox haven't been very good. But he's only 27, and he's, you know, he's a durable guy. He's pitched, I'm seeing here, 200-plus innings for the last four years. So who knows if he's a fit in New York. I mean, Chicago White Sox are not the New York Yankees. But I hope for our sake they don't get him because if he continues the numbers he's been having with the White Sox, then that's going to make him better. Um, where do you think? Where do you think would be the? Where do you think he would go? Do you think he the Yankees have a viable shot at him? Or I think they have a good shot at really getting anybody they want. And true. <laughs> it's the Yankees. I just feel like if they want somebody, they're going to get them. So I definitely think he would go there i just don't think it'd be smart for him too yeah it's always tough to know with those guys who are kind of quiet he's a quiet guy he doesn't talk a whole lot just goes out there and pitches so you always wonder how those guys are going to do in in the big places like new york and boston so yeah hard to know until he goes there but you know they they made a good run at the end of last season and they got Chapman back so they're obviously looking to not be bad anymore so I think it would be smart for them to get him, but I, I guess I'm not really sure what his other options are at this point. Um, so we'll see. Um, one other signing we can talk about before. There's one other piece of news that we wanted to get to, which might actually be more of a heated debate sometimes. But um, Daniel Hudson signed a two-year, two-year, eleven million dollar deal with the Pirates. Was with the D-backs, uh, right-handed reliever. Um, not a decent, not a, not a decently bad. I mean. I don't know if it's a decent signing or not for the Pirates. I don't hate Daniel Hudson by any means. Nothing doesn't wally off the page. Um, but someone that could definitely help the Pirates get back to where they need to be. Yeah, I mean, I've always I have a soft spot for Pittsburgh, and especially the Pirates. I know I love McCutcheon. My dad's from Pittsburgh. That's well, because the wild card game screwed them so many times too. It has like that. <laughs> the stupid as the, going into that. The stupid wild card has just kept them out of the playoffs so many times when they deserve to get in. And, you know, we could, that could be another debate for another day, but, you know, I think it's not a bad signing. Um, he's 29. He, um, in 2016, he was with Arizona. He had, his ERA was a little high, 522, 70 appearances. But, you know, he had, I don't know if it was Tommy John or something, he had his, like, major elbow surgery. So, and of course, that's going to make me nervous for any pitcher. But he's come, he, he was a starter, then he goes to being a relief relief pitcher, so... I think it's going to be better this way for him. And, you know, in a market like Arizona, I mean, Pittsburgh is probably really good for him. Yeah, you never know with the guys in, in Arizona. They're way out there and nobody knows what they're doing. But he's been there for six years. Yeah, he's had kind of an up-and-down career. He's had good years. He's had bad years. and Obviously missed all of 2013 with that injury that Lauren was talking about. So, yeah, hard to know with someone like that. They're just kind of all over the place. Um, so... We'll see. I mean, he pitched well in 2015, didn't pitch so well last year. So, you know, we'll see what what he can do in Pittsburgh. But I think he's a serviceable, serviceable pitcher, and he's a good age. So if he can stay away from those elbow injuries, then that will probably, probably help him a little bit. One other thing that we wanted to touch base on before we get out of here for the week. Um, 
the MLB kind of made new rulings saying that the teams can no longer dress their rookies as women. Um, I haven't read too much into this, but this is something I know that came up this week. Um, it kind of poses the question, too, though. Is, is baseball getting too politically correct? Um, absolutely. I think so, especially with this. You know, we see it. We've seen it every year, and it, it's funny. You know, the rookies are laughing. The team's laughing. Like they're just having fun, and we saw Halloween. We'll see, like, Henry Owens dressed as a hippie. I don't know if it was supposed to be a woman or not, but it's just – I think they're – I understand you want to protect the players, but there's so many worse things that could happen in that locker room than them dressing, putting on a skirt, and just walking to the bus. You know, it's – it just – I don't like it. I think – I mean, I could go on for, for hours about this, how much I just hate it. I just think it's stupid, and I think it's pointless because it's something it, – it's funny, and it's fun. It's, it's harmless. It, it looks harmless. Like, they're not – beating each other up they're not tying tying down the rookies and spitting on them or anything they're just saying hey you put on this dress and walk to the bus walk to practice or whatever hey you said it as a woman so (laughs) (laughs) she's okay with it then we're okay with it right yeah i think it's supposed to like you know it's the whole politically correct thing we don't want to demean women we don't want to blah 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 blah. you know all that stuff and that's great but honestly who cares like, they're just having fun. It's not supposed to, like, degrade anybody. Like, they're just dressing in costumes as women. Big deal. I, don't, I just don't... <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see what the big deal is, honestly. I know some people are like, yes, they finally did that. I was a long time in the making. And I'm like, and they just wear crap and they move on. I just don't, I don't care why it's a big deal. Why does that have to be banned? It's so... Everything's so politically correct. It's disgusting. Yeah, I really don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think it's just it's just another case of America being soft, um, and, and we're kind of catering to that mindset, and it's awful. And um, it's something where I just think that th- this league—it's always fun to watch. You always get a kick out of what the rookies end up having to do, and no one's ever made a fuss out of it. So I don't know why it's—I re- mean, no one that really has made national news or anything like that. So I don't know why it's becoming an issue. It shouldn't be becoming an issue. It's really stupid and moronic. But that being said, it is what it is. So. Um, that being said, we're gonna. I, I don't even. I don't even know where to go from there because, how I just think that 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 whole ruling is stupid. Because why in the world would you want to change something that really hasn't caused that much of an issue? You know, why would you want to do something and really have that be a problem when it's not a problem? It's never caused any issues. I hate when things people try to get ahead of issues. When I understand some leagues need to do it, like the NFL, where they have issues, but. This league doesn't have any issues like that, and I can't imagine why they just want to get ahead of it when it hasn't really caused any issues to them right now. Yeah, I don't. I never saw any like big deal where people are like, "This is horrible. Why are we? Why are we dressing as women? This is the worst thing ever. Why? Why is that?" <laughs> I never saw any like that, so I don't see what the big deal is. If it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> oh man! I would have to say that phrase, but I like it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I wasn't thinking that phrase at all, but okay, um, that works for me. Uh, another episode of Red Sox Beat in the books. On that note, uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast. Don't forget and please and thank you if you've already done it. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes as well. Big shout out to our show sponsors, Omaha Steaks and Audible as well. Don't forget to check them out also. Big shout out to them. Um, for Jess Thomas and Lauren Campbell, I am, of course, Jared Scally. Um, we will be back next week talking more Red Sox offseason, MLB offseason. Uh, until then, for those guys, this has been Red Sox Beat. 
You're on Dion's radio. 